0: Bo Brisky shines as the Detroit Tigers drop two of three in L.A. You are locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast, it's part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Tigers podcast. I'm of course your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, May 2nd. Almost said April there. Monday, May 2nd, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. So the Detroit Tigers drop two of three to the Dodgers in LA. A um, lot of lot of frustration starting to, to boil over from a lot of people, understandably so, myself included. Um, I have been on the, the the preaching patience bandwagon for for a while now. Uh, And I think that Minnesota Twins game was really like my tipping point where I was like, this is getting ridiculous. Uh, And this game, this weekend, I should say, did not really help matters too terribly much because a lot of the concerns that we have been voicing on this show and just as a fan base in general uh, are not going anywhere there's still very much big problems the defense this weekend was absolutely atrocious to such an an unbelievably high level of 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 terribleness so bad so you have the defense the offense that look when the game was already basically over and they, they they just like threw you a bone on Sunday, very end of the game, Sunday games, pretty much over. You're not winning. They threw you a bone, gave you a little Miggy Homer. My return to Twitter gave you a little Candelario Homer. Is his OPS over 400. Now that he hit that home run, like, they threw you a little bit of a bone, but like it didn't it, it it didn't move me as a wise man once said didn't move me it didn't it didn't make me feel like the offense is like fixed now you know that's what they were saying on Bally after the game they're like, oh like the power maybe and I know like who writes their paychecks and what they gotta say I get it it's not it's not slander at all. I completely understand their job is to pump as much optimism into the fan base as they possibly can. But I mean, golly, is it hard? Is it so difficult to do that at the moment? Really brutal. I guess we can just go through the weekend. I guess that's what we do. I guess we just go through the the, the weekend slate here against the Dodgers Lost Friday's game five to one. Um. Uh Okay. Let Let's just let's just spit some stuff out. Tyler Alexander starts this game. Um. Look, I told you at the beginning of the season. For a year now, actually, almost. I, I haven't been here for quite a for. I've almost been here for a year, not quite though. It is. Tyler Alexander is good at spot starter and long relief. Tyler Alexander in his current state is not equipped to be a a guy that you give the ball to every fifth day. If you think of yourself as a competitive team. Okay. That's the reality of the situation. And right now due to injuries and, and, and a plethora of, of other scenarios and and situations that have arrived, arise, we are in a situation where Tyler Alexander has to start every fifth day. And it has been brutal. It's been brutal. He has really struggled in, in this role of starting once every five days. Really, really struggled, and the last few starts, especially his first start of the year, I didn't think was that bad. Everything since then has been pretty rough. Uh made it what one and a third, two and a third. Made it two and a third on this on uh, on Friday night's game. Three hits, four and runs, two walks, one strikeout, just under fifty pitches. His ERA on the season is now eight. Point seven six. What went wrong? Could not generate a swing and a miss. That's pretty much what the underlying theme was. Three whiffs in an entire outing. Uh three whiffs on, like I said, just about 50 pitches. Average exit velocity of 92. Just was not fooling anyone. Pretty much as simple as that. Actually had a few called strikes, but You you can't have one or the other. Unfortunately, it's not really a one or the other type of uh, (laughs) pitching is not, oh, you you know, you can get called strikes or whiffs. No, you're going to need both, especially as a starter, if you want to go deep into a game. And this now marks what the second or third start in a row where he has just not been able to. (laughs) I'm so, I'm, I'm so tired. We all are. I know we're all very frustrated. Very, very frustrating. My brain's going a million miles an hour with all the things I'm frustrated about. It's hard. It's, man. Just want, just want to be good. Just want to be good. As, as I know we all do. So Tyler Alexander really struggles in this one. Willie Peralta comes in in a mop-up role. Uh, One unearned run, zero earned run, 40 pitches, gets just under two innings. Will Vest comes in and shines. That is easily the bright spot of Friday and has been the bright spot of the season is that the bullpen has been phenomenal. Best bullpen ERA in the sport, Um, and that was true going into the weekend and held true through a series against the Dodgers in Los Angeles. One in which none of your starters went deep into the game. So very, very impressed by the bullpen this season and continue to be. Will Vest looked stellar. His ERA is now down to 2.08. What worked well for him, this four seam fastball was pinpoint very, very well executed on Friday. Uh, the slider, he, he when he can tunnel those two pitches well, he's nasty. It's just every once in a while, the command gets away from him and he doesn't tunnel them too well. That, that's when he struggled this year. But, I mean, the ERA's, like I said, down to 2.08. In those last few outings especially, he has found a really beautiful way to tunnel the four-seam, the slider, and through the changeup a lot in this outing. 30 pitches, incredible pitch mix. 30 pitches, 12 by the four-seam, 11 by the slider, 7 by the changeup. Beautiful. Alex Lang also comes into this game. Uh, one inning, one walk, nothing, no other stat, no runs, no hits, no strikeouts. Uh, Alex Lang is nasty. Seven swings, two, <clears throat> sorry, seven swings, three swings and misses on 18 pitches. Really good pitch mix with him too. Uh, love him. Another clean inning. And then Andrew Chafin comes into this game and gets a very, very, beautiful clean inning his sinker, something else man that thing moves like crazy crazy movement on his sinker uh the velocity is starting to get back up it's still below where it was last year but it is higher than it was in his first outing where he struggled and i pointed out the velocity dip so we're looking good there he'll slowly just keep working his way back up the movement was all fantastic i was a big fan of the outing the bullpen looked great Now, what didn't look great? Everything else. Starting pitching, rough. Offense, uh, not great, Bob. Here's the thing. The offense, one run, six hits. The Dodgers, five runs, six hits. Crazy how that works. We only had one walk in the outing. They had four. So, you're talking about the difference between three base runners, yet four runs. That's not good. No clutch hitting. Still no ability to drive runners in, uh, unless it's Javi Baez. That did not change in this one either. Like it's it's just it's the same issues. And I'm I'm we're gonna break it all down. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna keep bringing up the what has gone right and what has gone wrong. But nobody's surprised. I'm not surprising anybody with any of this information. It's been the same problems that we have had all season continue to be the same problems that happened this past weekend. That did not change. None of it changed. But really cool storyline on Saturday that we will get to uh, right after. I don't think there's anything else I even want to talk about in this game. Javi Baez looked good. He had uh he really take down like the villain role. He looked good on Friday and Saturday. Nobody really looked good on Sunday. We'll get to that later. Uh, Torque got a hit. Uh, Tucker Barnhart. Um, we'll just bring him up now and then. Kind of, I guess we won't have to bring it up every single game. Um, story of the the weekend for sure. I mean, just keeps getting hits, raising the batting average. Uh, most of them are singles. Um not not really raising the slugging percentage too terribly much but I mean just keeps getting hits two hit game after two hit game after two hit game dude's looking a lot more comfortable at the plate I thought his defense is looking a lot better too his receiving I, I think has improved from the beginning I think maybe it just took a t- couple of starts with each pitcher to get a feel for everything he takes a lot of pride in his in his receiving and um, how he's able to, to frame and everything and I, I think that While the offense has improved, that defense that we were promised has also looked a lot better, and I think that's honestly – well, no, that's not true. I was going to say it's honestly more important, but with the way everybody else has been hitting, it's really not more important. So um, Barnhart, player of the weekend, him or Brisky, we'll get to him right after I tell you all about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news – including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at... Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast recaps of MLB games with analysis from all of our local experts taking fans through the season, like Northern network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. It's a super cool format. Go in and get game recaps every single day on every game from around the league, get to hear from the host of the Locked on host of that respective team for all of it. It's super cool. Very unique. Uh, very fun to listen to. Okay. Let's get into Saturday's game because this is actually fun. Saturday's game was fun. As much as it, it sucks to lose another series. In you know, looking ahead of it, if you would have told most people, hey, you're going to take one of three. And Brisky is going to look really good against the Dodgers lineup. I think most people probably would have taken that at this point. And I don't want to settle into a loser's mentality, but, like, it's the Dodgers. Even if we were off to a really hot start, even if we were leading the division, I I probably would have lived with that. So Saturday was fun. Saturday was a fun, fun day, a fun game of baseball. Um, Tigers win that one. Bo Brisky on the bump looked phenomenal, man. He really did. And, like, phenomenal relative to... The situation that was given to him, Tigers won this one five to one. By the way, relative, relative, phenomenal is relative. Like, obviously, he didn't go out there and and give you like a you know Bob Gibson in '68 type of performance, but like the way that he was able to battle is remarkable. Dude threw ninety pitches, only had three whiffs, right? Twelve called strikes. That that's a that's a pretty low number when it comes to you know that's a CSW percentage of seventeen, called strikes and whiff percentage seventeen percent, seventeen percent of those ninety pitches were were, were strikes. But I, I mean, he he battled and and the exit velo was really low. He was missing tons of barrels. So while no, he, he didn't have like a, a crazy high strikeout total. Uh, what he ended this game with, three strikeouts. Uh, he also ended it with only three hits and two walks. He gave up five base runners, had three Ks, and the only run he gave up was a solo home run to start the game, which is now the second outing in a row that he's done that. But remarkable performance. So, And I, I think there's a couple of things that I have noticed about him early on. One, the changeup is filthy. It's as advertised. I've been, you know, following and, and watching this kid since he was in, in the lower levels of the minors and, and seeing that pitch develop and, and him become more confident within it is, is awesome, or with it, rather, is awesome. But seeing him do it on a major league bump is just so satisfying. And he missed a couple of spots. He hung the change up a couple of times brutally, just got a little bit lucky, had some hitters get under it, whatever. Whatever don't, don't really care. Cause he, he had confidence in it. He didn't waver in that confidence in it. He's just a, he's, he's got that dog in him, you know, he's got that dog in him. And, and I know I bring it up all the time, but in our, uh, in, in our interview with him locked on, I I got to sit down and interview him uh, last fall and like it's just so apparent that he's just such a workhorse and just wants to get better and is trying to improve something every day and he just he has that dog in him he does and it's so it's so cool to watch him continue to to, to grow and develop so seeing him go out there against a basically an all-star lineup i mean what the last 3 national league mvps are all on that team like just a, a ridiculous lineup and go out there and only give up the one run on, after the first batter had a five inning shutout against the Dodgers in LA phenomenal work phenomenal work the stuff he needs to tighten up on uh command was really the big one and he admitted it and he said I know that I have to locate some of those pitches better um but that that's really the biggest thing the pitch mix I think is solid i i like Uh, You know, ideally, once he's fully confident with everything, the four-seam maybe drops below. It was He threw it 59% of the time in this outing. Maybe drop that below 50%, throw the change up a little bit more. But like 22%, I don't think I would want it any more than like 25. Slider, maybe you bump that up into the higher teens. It was at 14%. Curveball only threw it four times just as kind of like a surprise uh, type of pitch. I, I don't mind the pitch mix and and the rate that he's using all those. The biggest thing is just going to be command and, and not wavering that command in certain situations and not getting flustered with anything. And he certainly was not flustered and feared nobody on Saturday. It was awesome to watch. It really was fun. It was fun. Probably the most fun game, second most fun game of the year. Opening day was the most fun game of the season. Uh, haven't had too much to be excited about besides opening day. So I, I think on a game to game basis, this is one of the most fun games of the year. Bo Brisky, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal performance. Um, bullpen stayed strong, did not give up a single run. Jacob Barnes, baby 1.0 ADRA. We keep talking about it. Hit a seven pitch inning, a seven pitch. Perfect. inning. can't ask for too much more than that. Uh, Joe Jimenez struggled in his inning, but they pulled him and, and, uh, Put the, the, well, Michael Fulmer came in as the plumber, right? Came in to 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 fix all the dirty work, did exactly that. Michael Fulmer has been unbelievable. I'm not even going to mention what his ERA is. Not going to talk about it because we know what's happened the last couple of times I've done that. But it's really, really, really good. I'll just say that he continued to look phenomenal. The slider continues to be the pitch that he's just going to throw. So it, it's pretty much overtaken the fastball as just like in the sinker as the pitch that he's just going to throw. It's his first pitch. It's like when you're playing like MLB The Show and a dude like his his X pitch, if you're playing on PlayStation, is the like a, a slider. That's pretty much what he's become. It's just like that's going to be the the first pitch. Uh, got out of that jam and then pitched a whole nother inning. And had a clean inning in that one, too. Uh, One and two-thirds perfect innings of ball from Fulmer. And then Gregory Soto comes into the game and looks phenomenal. Some of the best he's looked all season. Um, Did not miss any bats. But when you're throwing 100 with movement, you're not going to hit very many barrels either. And that's what he was able to do. Just a lot of weak contact. Two really soft balls in play. Bada bing, bada boom. Bob's your uncle. Offense looks good. Pitching, goodness, pitching looked good. Offense. Um, Javi Baez, the star of Saturday's game two. Uh, Shocker to nobody. Had had two RBIs, two of our five RBIs. Uh, Austin Meadows, also shocker to nobody. Was phenomenal. One of the best on base percentages in all of baseball at the moment. One of the lowest chase rates. He continues to be stellar. Torkelson goes over five with three K's and unfortunately will forever be a trivia question as the dude that struck out when Clayton Kershaw set the Dodgers all-time record for strikeouts in a career. Unfortunate, but comes with the territory big dog. He'll be all right. Uh, He got the off. He got the day off. I can barely speak on Sunday. Uh, Probably not a bad move. I mean, like everybody needs a day off. I don't know. I (laughs) got sure. Um, jamer with two hits he had two hits on saturday got his ops up to 440 right and then on sunday hit the home run we'll talk about we'll have jamer ops watch going for those who are who have been here for a while you remember jamer slugging percentage watch last year when we were seeing if it was going to end over 400 on the year Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Dustin Garneau started this game behind the dish. Um, I think that that was very intentional. Him and Brisky have a relationship. Um, They've been together before and and have experience in the minors a little bit as well. Um, And Brisky really sung the praises of Garneau when asked about it uh, in a quick half-inning interview during Sunday's game. So I think that that was very intentional. And I, I'm a big fan of Dustin Garneau, honestly. I think he's a pretty damn good catcher. But uh, we'll talk about his future because we do have to make some roster cuts as well. So I think that's everything I want to talk about on Saturday. Let's just get to Sunday. That's going to be a tough one. People are not going to be super happy with the Sunday. Sunday was not fun. We had a lot of fun Saturday, then back to not fun on Sunday. First though, I got to tell you all about Bill Bar. Summer is coming. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take you on your family vacations. Throw them in your bags and your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars is they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. It's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, which means With Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. If you haven't tried the Puffs, speaking of them, you have to. Everybody's going crazy for them. I'm going crazy for them. They got crazy cool flavors, banana cream pie, churro. It's all phenomenal, and they're only 140 calories. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which usually is about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to Built.com. Get all your favorites. Like I said, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. They're all delicious. New flavors are coming out all the time. So check them out at Built.com. You can go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. We are back here for our third and final segment at Locked on Tigers. Sunday's game. We drop the rubber match on Sunday, 6-3. to three. Like I said, they kind of toss you a bone and hit some home runs there at uh, At the end of the game. Jamer Candelario's OPS up to 484 after the home run on Sunday. It was below 400 going into the weekend. So I guess we'll take it. It's gone up like 100 points in a weekend. Sure. Still got a lot of work to do. Um, but... It's nice to at least see something out of the, what has been our seven and eight hole the last couple of games. Jonathan Scope gets a hit in this game as well, uh, but unfortunately, that hit would raise his OPS to only four hundred three. The offense is laboring, laboring. Like I said, Torgelson got the day off. Eric Haas goes 0 for his OPS is 458. Robbie Grossman gets hit in the hand by a pitch. Ryan Kreidler in the minors gets his hand hit by a pitch. He broke his hand. He's out for one to two months. Um, Robbie Grossman, not out one to two months. X-rays came back negative. Thank goodness. <sighs> Javi Baez in this game. Uh, For some reason, got clowned on. I, like... I don't, care. I don't want to make it sound like it was just like whatever. He got clowned on a little bit for swinging at a pitch way out of the strike zone with the bases loaded. Um, y'all better watch yourselves because without him, we would be like one in 19, one in 18, however many games we played. Like that dude is single-handedly responsible for a lot of our very few wins. So maybe we focus on the fact that seven of the other nine spots in the lineup can't drive in a run to save their lives other than complaining about money we gave Javi Baez because in one at bat he swung in a pitch way out of the strike zone it's gonna happen I had to break it to y'all it's gonna happen it's unavoidable but he's also gonna be very productive this year and already has been okay so let's maybe calm down a little bit on that Austin Meadows gets a knock in this game um Miguel Cabrera, like I said, homer that raises his OPS to 6.48. The fact that that's like in the upper echelon of this offense is remarkable. Just like like this is unreal, man. OPSs: Eric Haas 4.58, Jonathan Scope 4.03, Jamer Candelario 4.84, Akil Badu 4.21, Willie Castro 6.86, Miguel Cabrera 6.48. Like that, that, that was the offense you threw out there on Sunday in a rubber match against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Unbelievable. All right, let's get to E Rod. Uh, that's like the big talk of the town. Um, I look, I understand that we spend money on a pitcher for the first time in who knows how long, and he has not come in and been a dominant. Ace erod is probably not your best pitcher on a World Series winning team he's probably not but he probably is a really st- solid secondary starter on a World Series team he's not getting paid like the 250 300 million you know, crazy, bona fide, like, future Hall of Fame ace contract. This outing was, (laughs) I I feel like a broken record, and I don't want to just be like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm just, like, blindly defending the dude and, and whatever. But this outing, again, not as bad as it was made out to be. Like, it, 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 it really wasn't. First off, for the love of everything, can we give this dude an outing in which the defense isn't a, a, a pitiful catastrophe? That would be sweet. I would love to see an E-Rod start in which the defense was somewhat, even remotely competent. That would be super fun. Okay? So we'll start with that the defense was atrocious if if jamer's even able to turn a double play there the inning's just over and if he's able to, even able to get one out it at least changes how you're going to pitch to the next batter unfortunately we got no outs on that play and then everything went off the rails also before that happened every single hit was a soft blooper off the end of the bat the inside the bat hit against the shift twice with like slow 60 mile an hour ground balls that if anybody's standing there they're out by five feet it's not like the dude just went out there and got lit up or got dominated and then he went what 10 11 12 straight retired batters in a row at one point after that second inning like it, it i understand That you expect more. And you should. I'm not saying that's an incorrect take. I'm not saying that it's incorrect to expect the dude that is currently slated as your ace to have a a sub-five ERA. You should expect that. All I'm saying is I expect him to be fine. He's just had like the worst luck I've ever seen out of a first three or four starts he's had just embarrassing defense behind him for most of his starts so far. He had the one game where he gave up like six runs that were all unearned in horrific weather after several errors errors in that inning too. So I, I understand, and you are correct to expect more. You are right. So before you go and, and, leave a a, a comment or send me a DM that I'm not going to reply to about how I'm dumb and and Erod sucks. Uh, Listen to me. I agree that you should expect more. All I'm saying is the box score doesn't really tell the full story. I would like to see him get a start where the situation that he is in is not horrible, and where a majority of that situation that he gets put in is really out of his control. That's all I'm saying. I want to start where everything comes together. And unfortunately, we haven't got that yet. Okay, now that the Erod conversation's done, let's move on to the rest. The bullpen, phenomenal this game. All shutout. Erod gives up six runs. Only four of them are earned. Five Ks, no walks, uh, is one out away from going six. Um, I guess that's it for the pitching. The defense is just atrocious. I, I guess we'll we'll talk about the defense, then we'll end on the possible roster moves. The defense is horrible. It's so horrible. The 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 outfield defense is uh, it's it's remarkable how how really rough it is. The corners, no matter who we're putting out there, we don't have even like a, a single plus defender we're putting at the corners. We don't in center field. We have Derek Hill who has the capability of being a, a a big plus defender, but has yet to really show that yet. Hasn't really got everyday playing time. Um, and that's also kind of it. So the outfield defense is really rough and the infield defense. Jamer has really struggled defensively this year. Jamer struggled really across the board this year. We all know about his throws at the plate. The defense hasn't been too much better than that. Quite a few errors already. Um, I mean, Javi Baez had a ball go through his legs on Sunday. Jonathan Scopes made a couple bad throws this year. Uh, it's, oh, man. It's very frustrating. It's all very frustrating. We're all very frustrated. Everybody knows we are. So, you have every right to feel that way. Um, I would just reiterate the point that I made last week and that, You are, we're all, we all want the Tigers to do well. We're all on the same team. So you don't have to take out your frustration on your own fan base. We're all going through it together. We all realize that we should be better. And it is very, very frustrating for everyone. I'm sure for the players included. I'm sure for the coaching staff included. I'm sure for everybody included. All right. Roster moves. uh, So you're listening to this on Monday. Um, Unfortunately, the cutoff for moving the roster from 28 to 26 is Monday at noon. And I have to record these the night before so that you're getting fresh content when you wake up on Monday morning. Um, So I don't know what the roster cuts are going to be. Not cuts. Demotions are going to be. I can assume... Or, or try and predict what they are. And currently, I would guess that it is Dustin Garneau and Willie Castro. That would be my guess, would be that it would be those two. Uh, if it is not those two, then maybe you're looking at one of the relievers. Um, but I'm not really sure they want to do that. I'm not really sure... What reliever you send out? Maybe Ronnie Garcia. Maybe Dustin Garneau, Ronnie Garcia. I can't imagine them rostering three catchers at when, when you move it down to 26. I really can't. And I think that's one of the reasons why Garneau got the call and, and the nod on, on Saturday as well. Outfield-wise, uh, I think you need all the help you can get. You're probably going to hold on to all of them. So I think Garneau is is probably who it's going to be. And then outside of that, like I said, uh, I would next man up would either be Willie Castro or Ronnie Garcia. I I guess that those are two of those three players would be my guess. Um, But at this point, everyone's struggling so much that it it could really be anybody. And I would be like, okay, well, hopefully they find themselves in AAA because we need all the help we can get. So nothing would surprise me. I guess is what I'm trying to say, but if I had to guess, that's what it that that w- those would be my predictions. You will know if you're listening to this afternoon after 12 p.m. on Monday, you will know the answer to that. Um, but I do not. So that's all I got. A little bit of a long show, uh, but Monday shows usually are because we have to recap a whole weekend. Um, Miggy first home run of the year, cool moment. Um, I think that's all I got. That's all I got. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. Um, Just remember, you know, we're all rooting for the same team. Okay. Uh, Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB. Host Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, just like us. You know, I'm realizing you can only see me point to the camera and say, just like us, if you're already watching on YouTube. So that kind of defeats the purpose of, like, the sternness of it. Okay. Get right series. We're going to Pittsburgh. Get right series. Go take two from Pittsburgh. Get back on track. We're going to talk about it tomorrow, but we actually have a pretty easy schedule. We had a really tough April schedule, admittedly. Pretty easy next couple of weeks. Let's let's go win some some damn ball games. All right. Still got plenty of time to get the season back on track. Let's do it. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch y'all then, baby. Go Tigers.